Hey everyone, welcome to All About Aesthetics. I'm your host, Emily Bartell, and I'm an aesthetic nurse in Oklahoma City. Today we're gonna to be speaking with one of my favorite trainers and injectors, Kelly Christensen. She's a PA in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and she owns a medical spa there called Soul Aesthetics. And I'm so excited she's here to talk with us today. Let's get going. Welcome to All About Aesthetics podcast. I'm so excited that you are joining us. You're my first injectable trainer to have on the podcast. So I'm excited. Um, As I, yeah, as I've already (laughs) mentioned, Kelly is a PA in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She owns a medical spa called Soul Aesthetics and a training uh, program called Soul Academy of Aesthetics. Aesthetics, correct? I perfect. Uh, I should know this since I've done multiple trainings. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm so excited you're here. Uh, I really just wanted to bring you on here. I wanted to hear about your journey into aesthetics, and you know, just hear kind of what drove you into aesthetics and what you're passionate about, and how you became a trainer, and uh, just all things soul. So okay, yeah, awesome. Well, um. Well, I've been a PA for 23 years now, and um, actually, I w- it was 2002, and I was living in Colorado, and Botox came out. Oh, wow. And I heard <laughs> about this Botox and about, the, you know, the beauty industry, and really, I researched it back in 2002 mm-hmm. to bring into my um, family practice that I was working at in Colorado Springs, and it really kind of the vision wasn't there with the owners because mm-hmm. um, it was new and no one really knew what Botox was. And so this industry wasn't even started hardly at all then. Yeah. And so um, it really didn't go anywhere. And then I ended up moving back to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I worked in um, actually radiation oncology and uh, urgent care for a while for another Let's see, well, that was 2002. So for another 10 years, I worked as a PA. And then there was a job opening at a, at, uh, a Mariposa in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City. And yeah. um, I joined and started working full-time there. So it was kind of a long journey to get there. I knew what I wanted to do in 2002, but I really didn't make that happen until 2012, I think. It may have been 2011. And I got on board at Mariposa and started working full time and had a very um, uh, good mentor with Christy Moreau mm-hmm. and um, worked there for seven years. And I mean, it was a that's kind of where I started. That's amazing to have a mentor there with you as you're learning and to bounce ideas off of. And I definitely think just and my journey's been a little different, but I can see like why that would be. I mean, for someone new, I would highly recommend being somewhere that has someone that has experience so that, you know, you just have a second set of eyes, somebody that's been there. And it's kind of like any specialty where whether you're a nurse practitioner or a nurse, a PA, you always kind of have an orientation and you're with people that have done it longer than you so that's definitely something I would yeah it's training I mean to go out there and to try to do this on your own um it's going to take a long time to get 
to have the skills that are needed to be an amazing and safe injector. You know, unfortunately, this this is growing, but everybody just kind of getting the sense that people are just wanting to take a weekend class and and open their own place. And really, it's not that's not the best thing to do. Um, I mean, you really need to focus and practice and and be mentored by somebody. Um, when I, and when I even in 2012, I was lucky enough to get on at a med spa, but there really was still no training. There really wasn't even that many products. I mean, they had, we had Juvederm Ultra and then Radius came on. Um, there weren't any any of these fillers when I started, and there was were there no even books. I mean, you didn't have the internet I mean, that had anything. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, there were there really weren't any books. I remember going on to Medscape thinking, okay, how am I going to learn about all of this? And mm-hmm. so I went on to Medscape and there was really nothing about aesthetic medicine. Um, you know, and so Christy and I, you know, sort of, Christy had been doing it for a little while. So I got, you know, help with her and I tried to go to some trainings, but there really wasn't anything. Um, and I just got good because I worked full time. Mm -hmm. and in a place that was sort of established. And so I had the patients coming in and I had someone helping me. And, um, you know, that's really the way I got to, you know, be the injector that I am. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, today there's so much training. And really, I feel like the training now is even um, a little overwhelming for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I get asked all the time, how do you navigate this? And like, there's just training after training after training. And like, how do you decide who to go to, what to do, what, you know? And so there, you, you really have to take the time to research and look at who you're going to go to for training. Mm-hmm. You know, really anyone can just like, just like with, with aesthetics these days, anyone can just take a class and do Botox, but anyone can just say they're a trainer too. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. <laughs> I mean, having a year or two of experience is not, I mean, in any field, really, you're not really an expert in with just that little amount of time under your belt. But uh, there's so much to learn that mm -hmm. I don't like you should spend the time training yourself at at that point. I heard Um, something. Gosh, it was a couple months ago. It was some webinar I was listening to, and it was a trainer that has, you know, done this for a decade or two. And she was like, I would consider someone an expert that has had at least 10,000 hours injecting. And that I added that up. And if you're working full time, say 40 hours, that's like 10 years. So that makes sense. I mean, that tracks. So I mean, the thing about it is that this, this is evolving. Like, Mm. you know, there were not very many people in it. Now there's so many dermatologists and plastic surgeons. And there are a lot of people have been doing this for a long time and we're still changing things and learning things. And, you know, even just with the, the addition of ultrasound, I mean, that's going to be kind of the next thing coming up because you're able to see sort of where we're putting the filler and, you know, the layers and, and, you know, when you think you're putting it somewhere, it's going somewhere else. And so um, that's kind of the next thing coming up of, you know, really seeing what we've been doing all this, all this time. Yeah. You know, even us that's been doing it over 10 years, you know, we really haven't known what's under the skin. Like we, we see what we do. We know what we, what it looks like and we feel like we're doing a good job, but there are, you know, instances where we, 
it, the filler has ended up somewhere else. And so we're ultrasound is kind of the up and coming thing right now too. I am trying to think, I don't know of any place that has one in Oklahoma. I don't, I mean, I can't think of any places that offer it. So that would be amazing if that's something that even you could offer. I mean, you could have people being sent from all the whole region to have someone ultrasounded. And I'm going to take an ultrasound class um, in May, I think, and kind of look into it. I think there's a, there's, there's a lot of time to be able to be good at it too. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of something that I need to figure out because you don't want to, you know, it'd be hard to, you know, buy this expensive machine. And then, you know, once again, you have to have a thousand hours to be good at it. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, you got to figure out how that works into your, your practice, Um, you know, but I'm interested in that. I'm interested in kind of going to a next level of, you know, and unfortunately we're seeing more and more things that need to be dissolved Mm -hmm. and, it's really kind of, you know, disheartening because there is so much training out there that I really feel like people should be figuring out how they can practice before they put it into, you know, until they're, you know, putting it into everybody's lips or face or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We just did, uh, my friend Amberly and I did that training with Shelby Miller and she's a huge proponent of ultrasound and using that in her practice. And it's crazy that they are, did you see that uh, article that um, they did an MRI, was an MRI of a lady's face and she hadn't had filler for like 12 years and her face was just, it, and it came up on the MRI. She was just filled with filler. So it was almost like it's an implant which makes you start thinking, am I being as, you know, clean as I can be? Am I, because you are almost putting in an implant. I mean, and it's different for every person and it's going to metabolize and uh, be different in every person, but still that's, that's kind of (laughs) scary. People come in and I've dissolved their lips and they hadn't had injections in two years, you know? So it's like, you know, it's, it's not dissolving like we, we think it is. And I think that's mm-hmm. the thing is that we're, we're continuing to learn this, this industry really is relatively new and we're continuing to learn. And this is a medical practice. It is important to know your anatomy and know what's happening under those, uh, under the skin and, you know, for good results, but also for safety, you know, we're not, we're not a nail salon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it's I mean, I think there are a lot of people that uh, patients that will come in and or that bounce around that think that this is just, you know, anybody could do Botox and just it's not, you know, it's different than getting your hair done, getting your nails done. And of course, those are their own specialties. But this is, I mean, a medical thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited that this is a, a growing uh, growing field and I'm a trainer and I, and I have people come do a weekend class of Botox, you know, but you know, that's just kind of the starting point because, you know, it's just like, you know, in medical school or wherever you are, you, you don't, you're not a doctor before you learn everything, <laughs> you know, you no. should, you really sh- are going to have to put the time and, and that's my advice of people going, sorry, I keep hitting my microphone. <laughs> um, um, that's my advice of people getting into this is to understand that there's going to be a, a very big monetary commitment, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I've been doing this 10 years and I, last year, I think I spent $20,000 on my continuing education. Yeah. I'm already, 
in January, I've already, we've, I'm already $15,000 in oh, ones I've already paid wow. for. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, my training with Shelby was 3000. I mean, that was an investment, but it was like, first, I mean, she has never been to Oklahoma, but it, it's just, I kind of look at it as it's an extension of my degree. I already have. It's just, I mean, it's an investment. I've never regretted getting my nursing degree. So why would I regret investing in additional education in the specialty that, you know, I love? So it's, it's definitely, I think that's what sets, you know, injectors and, you know, people, laser technicians apart from, you know, people that go and do just one weekend course and it's like, okay, I'm good to go. Let's do some Botox. (laughs) Them. I mean, and you got to start somewhere, but you also have to understand the rules and the, mm-hmm. I mean, and really even, you know, for me, I was doing this for what, eight, 10 years before I opened my own practice. And to be honest, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. You know, it's, it's not just fun and games and, you know, it is hard work and it takes a lot out of me and away from my family because I'm injecting and, and bringing in the income, but then I'm also running the business and I never took any business classes. And so it really is a lot of time and energy on the business that you don't, I mean, and if I didn't already have the skills to bring in the money, mm-hmm. it just it seems like it would be a hard situation to have no objecting skills and open your own practice, yeah. you know, because, you know, for me, I could start out knowing that each one of my patients are going to get six to eight syringes and I'm going to pay my bills. But when you're not doing that, it's Mm -hmm. hard to, where where are you getting that income? You know? So yeah, I think think everybody's different. Everyone has their story. There's, there's success stories everywhere in everything, Mm -hmm. but you know, as this gets busier and busier and more places open, you know, I just hope that people are really researching this because you know, there's been a lot of med spas closing too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's expensive. I mean, the products are expensive. That's why mm-hmm. they're priced at the price they're at is it's expensive. Um, it's, it's not, you know, uh, it's, it's definitely a huge undertaking financially. And that's just my experience from working at several mm-hmm. and just kind of seeing the amount of money that goes out um, and then what comes in. So that's, I mean, that's, and then you're responsible for employees. I mean, that's a whole nother. You're not just responsible for every patient that walks in, every review that comes in, every follow-up. You are in charge of people's livelihoods. So that's a huge undertaking. And and I'm spending also my money on going to business classes. I'm going to the business side of everything. Um, And so, you know, then I'm taking away from actually learning some of my, you know, to improve my skills, but you know, I have been doing this for a long time. So it's just, you know, when I get asked by people, it's more about really looking into what, you know, what's your goals? Because if you're wanting to be a really good injector, it's going to be hard owning your business and being a really good injector. Mm -hmm. You really need to find a place that you can go work that has a mentor who's going to actually teach you and help pay for your training. Mm -hmm. Um, And that way you're going to be able to get to be the the best injector, the quickest. Yeah. Yeah, Because one time a week, I just feel like that's hard to get past that learning curve of being able to do good and safe injections. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even, I mean, even when I was getting started and I would do a Botox on Monday and not do one until Thursday or Friday, it was like you go through that whole nervous and it's not that you don't know your stuff. It's just, you don't become good. Do you want to go to, you know, the cardiologist that's done, you know, (laughs) 15,000 of these procedures or has done three. And so it's, it just takes time. But uh, how did you, what made you want to become a trainer? I mean, just going from kind of, you know, working those first seven years and then opening your own business. Where did it, when did you start training and why did you want to start training? Um, I've just always, I've always been a good teacher, I guess. Um, You know, when I was working at Mariposa, I kind of took over the role of kind of staff training. Um, I'm very good at protocols and, and step processes and things like that. And so I did a lot of the training at Mariposa and then, um, I was approached by MERS to become a MERS trainer Mm -hmm. and I did that for a while. And then I, um, was able to get on with Allergan and then, you know, I just, I think that, you know, I love this industry and by being in this industry and seeing, you know, that everybody's excited about being here we need to do it correctly, you know, because when someone, you know, when everyone's doing it good, then we look good as an industry. But when we have people that are not doing it well, and those are, that's what affects everybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, because really, I feel like I'm talking every patient off the ledge of filler because they feel like it's going to be unnatural and weird. Mm -hmm. Um, And they don't know that it, it, that it can be natural. Um, And so it's just, I think it's important to have a place, you know, where you can go learn and, and, um, get better at your skills. Yeah. Do you think that you're going to evolve because you're doing Botox courses, you're doing filler courses for all levels, correct? Beginners, intermediate experts, you're doing kind of. Yeah. So I opened Soul Academy and Kind of. And so I've only had soul aesthetics for two years. Mm-hmm. The business, the business, the soul aesthetics has been growing and growing and growing. And so that's really my first priority, you know, because I'm, I'm responsible for all my employees and really that's kind of my baby. Yeah. Um, soul aesthetics is not grown as much as I've wanted it to, to because I haven't had the, been able to put the as much time into it as I've wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I'm slowly getting, you know, soul aesthetic to where it's running a little bit more so that I can step away a little bit more. So my goal of 2023 is, is to um, do more training. And if that's through Allergan um, and also through um, soul aesthetics or soul Academy, mm-hmm. um, but it, I'm, I'm planning on um, nurturing it and growing it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just balance right now. And yeah, it's, it's a lot. lot. It's a lot on my plate. So I'm trying to, you know, do it so it will be successful. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's 
I mean, it's exciting. I will be one of the first ones to sign up for your next courses. <laughs> so just let us know. But I know with owning a business and then also doing, you know, treatments and you're always bringing on, I saw you just brought on a new device, just all of that. It, it's a lot. I mean, and, and doing trainings, it's, do you still uh, travel for trainings or do you typically have people like do private trainings where people come into Seoul? Are you still doing any? Both. I mean, I, I haven't traveled like really far. Like I usually go to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been to Kansas, um, all places in Oklahoma. So I'm pretty regional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I'm up for going where I need to go to, but yeah. Um, yeah. like I said, I have, I'm hopefully going to um, be able to grow that a little bit more this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, I did want to ask you, and I feel like I see this a lot on just with newer injectors, especially people that are new to the industry. And I feel like because I have, you know, I was an esthetician first. And so I do feel like a lot of my what confidence I do have in just dealing with different personality types with patients. I feel like I do decently well with this, but I could always learn and improve upon it. But dealing with those difficult patients, I feel like I see more and more of this. Um, I'm on a Facebook group and it's got like 30,000 providers that are, you know, nurses, PAs, nurse practitioners, and they're all always talking about how to handle different situations. So I was curious, Mm -hmm. just from somebody that's probably seen literally everything, how do you, and when I say difficult, I mean, unrealistic expectations, um, you know, just telling patients no when needing to, or telling them when it's like, yeah, you can get one syringe, but you really need two, we should wait. Because I do find being an employee and working for someone that I do get nervous when uh, I need to tell a patient no, because you don't want to lose anyone revenue. But also it's like this, I have to tell, I'm the ex, I'm the expert with the patient and we have to tell patients no. And I think that builds trust, but I want to know kind of how you handle those situations. I think I go into every situation with knowledge and education for the patient. So when a patient comes to me and, and is, has an un- unrealistic expectation or is telling me what they want, mm-hmm. I just kind of turn it back around in explaining what's happening in the aging process, why we do what we do, why I choose what I do. Um, and really by the end of that, they understand and are willing to listen to what my recommendation is. And I just go in there with a, with just a very, you know, matter of fact, this is, I mean, this is, this is why we do this and why we don't do this. Mm -hmm. And then I think that that actually builds trust. And I think that if they don't, if you don't do it, then they're going to probably come back to you five more times to do other things Mm -hmm. because you told them the truth and you were honest with them. Um, And so on the flip side of that, if I've had a patient that doesn't understand that or doesn't, you know, is still, you know, wanting what I, what, what I'm saying is not correct, then I won't treat them, you know. And I had a patient recently who came in and basically had been to five different places and was never happy. 
and wanted this and, um, you know, every place had a complication mm-hmm. and then she went to this one place and she got threads and, um, he did it like this and it was really good. And so I was trying to explain to her what I would do and why. And she kept arguing with me about how this other doc guy did it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I, you know what she's, I said, well, do you want to know what my recommendation is? And she's like, well, I said, I think you should go back to the other guy mm-hmm. because he obviously met your expectations and I'm not going to do that because that's not how I do things. Um, and so I think she was a little shocked, but I was very nice. I actually refunded her money because she was a prepaid on the, online. Mm-hmm. And I refunded her money. And, you know, because had I touched that patient, she wasn't going to be happy. Yeah. It was yeah. going to be a complication or a, that she wasn't happy with this or she wasn't happy with this. And so you have to be really careful with those kind of patients. They're writing on their thing because I actually have that on my on my um, consultation sheet mm-hmm. um, or my history form is were you ever unhappy with a treatment? Oh, that's and a great had, thing to have. Yeah. yeah, because they'll put on there 10 times, you know, if there's 10 things on there that they're unhappy about, it's a huge red flag for me. It's like, yeah. well, I probably don't want to treat this patient or I'm going to su- I'm going to suggest something, you know, that's not going to you know, like skincare or, you know, something that's not going to um, have them be upset with unrealistic expectations. Sure. Sure. I I feel that that confidence. Oh, definitely. And I feel like it's a a hard conversation. The one that I've kind of ran into was a patient that is, she needs a facelift or she or he Mm -hmm. needs a facelift. And it's, it's kind of like we're at the point of, you know, are you wanting a full correction? If so, this is surgical. And so I think that's hard for patients to hear, you know, that one syringe of filler isn't going to resolve, you know, 70 years of just, you know, aging. And so um, I always like to hear from experts in the field like you, just kind of how you handle, because it's, I mean, it's different from person to person and it's uncomfortable. It's you know, just knowing, knowing. But I think if you go at them, if you go at them with the aging process, what's happening during the aging process, we're losing fat pad, we're losing bone, we're losing all of these things and collagen. Mm -hmm. And one thing is not going to check all those boxes, you know, multiple treatments, Mm -hmm. a journey, um, being consistent, all of these things are going to be part of what your plan is. And really what I do with every one of my consults is I have a written out complete plan of what we're going to do. And they take home that little sheet that has everything written on it. And it's a plan that we can, you know, we can get to, you know, because maybe we do two syringes, but they know that they need eight. Yeah. You know, and so sometimes it's a, it's something about, um, I mean, it's budget, Mm -hmm. you know, and so everybody has a budget and everybody has expectations. And so you just have to make those clear. You have to put those in writing. And, you know, that way when it does come back around and when they're like, well, I don't see anything. And then you're like, well, as we discussed, we did two syringes and you need eight. So we're we're not going to see that, you know, a, a huge result until we get to the, where we talked about for your plan. And so then I think they, they sort of, you know, get that. And so that's why you just, it's very important to have that consultation and, and know the expectations, get to know your patient before you even touch them, you know, because 
you know, you need to kind of know what you're getting into and, you know, what they're willing to, what they're willing to do, because even just like, you know, laser, you know, microneedling with radio, you know, genius, which is microneedling with radio frequency, if they're not going to do good skincare, you know, they're not going to get the results that they're, that they want. And so, you know, I'm very adamant about you need to be on a couple weeks of good skincare before we, we do these treatments because you're going to come back and not be satisfied, but it's that you got to do other things than just one thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like I always learn something. Every time I talk to you, I always learn something new or something that's like, I need to implement that. It's just all the years of experience you have, you're just, and you do, you really are someone that you teach well. I mean, you just explain things well. And uh, so I always enjoy talking to you, but Thank you so much for coming on All About Aesthetics. It. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Anytime. I enjoyed it so much. But um, if you and I want to are... say that I've enjoyed watching you grow, you know, oh. from the first time I met you, you, I mean, you just have got so much passion about aesthetics. And um, I think you're going to be one of those, you know, up and coming stars in this oh, industry. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. That means a lot. But I did want to say quickly, um, if you're in the Tulsa area or Oklahoma City and you want to travel to be treated by or train with a trainer, uh, Kelly is amazing. I've taken several of her courses and also she's injected my lips before. So she's amazing. Um, her uh, practice is called uh, Soul Aesthetics. And uh, once more, her training facility is Soul Academy of Aesthetics. So definitely check those out. And then she's on Instagram as well. So thank you again. I really appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Bye. Well, have a great rest Bye, of the day. Bye, Emily. Bye.